Welcome to Vedic Living. I'm Ben Collins. In this series of podcasts, Parna Kanokar and I explore ways to utilize the insights of the ancient Vedic rishis to establish a life full of good health, balance, and spiritual fulfillment. This week, Aparna and I discuss the role of Agni in supporting the digestive fire and promoting good health through good digestion. At the end of the podcast, I'll have four Agni-related mantras, and Aparna will discuss the publication of her new cookbook, Happy Belly, Happy Soul. Well, good morning, Aparna. It's great to speak with you again. Good morning, Ben. It's great to hear your voice. Thank you. It's um, it's time to talk about Agni today, fire. Yes. What a great topic. Certainly, certainly Agni is at the core of Ayurveda uh, as the digestive fire that uh, transforms the food that we eat into, uh, sustains our body and, and, and therefore our consciousness. So it's very much at the core of Ayurveda and not to mention, you know, our quest for spiritual enlightenment as well. So um, I'm sure you have a lot to say. And uh, at the end, I've got four Agni-related mantras for people. And we're going to talk about your, your cookbook, which has been published, right? Yes. Happy Excellent. belly, happy soul. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about a happy, happy belly with, with healthy Agni burning within. Yes, very important. In fact, more important than sometimes even more important than what you eat. It's how strong is your Agni. Because without a strong Agni, you can eat the best foods, all organic and everything, and then you won't, you still won't be digesting it and it will turn into Ama. So, um, Agni or digestive fire is most important when it comes to food and cooking and health. So, um, Agni, of course, is a manifestation of the Pitta Dosha. The food we eat is digested by Agni. It essentially cooks the food. Um, Agni is mainly located in the upper part of the digestive system. It's called the Jatar Agni. There's also Bhutagni, and that is the Agni or fire that digests the five elements that's present in our foods. Um, then there is dhatvagni, which is present in the seven layers of tissue that absorbs nutrients from our food. And then there's malagni. Mala means waste. Um, so this agni is responsible for forming waste such as stools, sweat, and urine. Um, in Ayurvedic texts, it's said that when food is completely digested by all agnis, one will have a lovely complexion. They will have longevity and have strength and a good dose of enthusiasm and vitality and a general sense of well-being. So those are all qualities that, you know, are, one would say, reflect, uh, you know, a healthy and balanced pitta dosha anyway, right? Yes, exactly. pitta people are, you know, enthusiastic and full of energy and, you know, yeah. bright and shiny and all of that. Yes, <laughs> yes, so um, Agni is responsible for digestion, it's responsible for vision, bodily heat, clarity of mind, and also expression of feelings such as anger or jealousy or hatred or 
those are some of the negative type of experiences that come with um, an imbalanced pitta dosha. So there's four kinds of agni. Um, there is tiksha agni, which is sharp and hot. That means that one has an overactive um, agni. Then there's mandagni, which is mild. And there's visham Visham Agni, which is irregular, and you can now associate, start associating these different Agnis with different doshas. Irregular automatically will remind us of Vata dosha. And the last one, which is what we would all be blessed to have, is Samagni. Sama means balance or equal. So Samagni is balanced Agni. So um, as I'm discussing this, you'll probably find yourself somewhere in the mix of all of these different kinds of agnis. If your appetite is dull and your meals take four to five hours to digest, maybe even six, then your agni is weak. You also experience heaviness, dullness, lethargy, and weight gain. So this agni is related to the kapha dosha. It's a kapha kind of an agni, kind of dull and flat. If you have a strong appetite, you need to eat at least three meals a day and snack in between. And you get irritable if your meal is late. You digest everything, you eat a lot, never gain weight, and experience quite a bit of thirst. Then your agni has more of a pitta kind of quality to it. That would be the tikshna agni. And then we have the changeable appetite, person who skips meals without noticing, they have a white coating on the tongue, they have erratic energy and they have tendency for flatulence, their Agni has more characteristics of Bata. So those are, those are good to know. It's, Agni is not just about do you have digestive Agni or not because there are different kinds of Agni. So and then we can treat it differently. So um, some symptoms of indigestion includes fullness, bloating, gas, nausea, heartburn. Um, Ayurveda says that decreased agni leaves a sticky substance in the body and causes weakness. And this sticky substance is known as ama. It blocks the nadis or the fine channels of energy it imbalances all the doshas and it disturbs body functions and eventually causes disease. And what are the causes of an imbalanced Agni? Spicy foods, chilies, oily food, and irregular food habits and sleep. Irregular sleep habits, that is. Um, Overconsumption of painkillers, antibiotics, steroids, um, oral contraceptives, also, the existence of parasites in the intestines. In the case of women, pregnancy, menopause, and premenstrual times are the three, three um, different times of our lives where we have imbalanced Agni. So it's generally recommended that we eat lighter meals during uh, PMS. And of course, menopause, it depends on the symptoms because different women experience different symptoms um, of menopause. And pregnancy, of course, you know, it's all about nourishment and strengthening and rejuvenating. 
Um, With the, I'm just wondering if the eating of spicy flu, foods is just, in a sense, the the agni becomes overstimulated. I mean, it's, so it, it takes things to an extreme. Exactly. Yeah. And mm. then what it does is it sometimes it will overheat your liver. It will overheat your blood. And then you see manifestations of it on your skin, you know, with rashes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you don't want your blood to get too hot. <laughs> um, emotional upset, you know, fights and arguments and conflict and all of those also can imbalance your agni. Anger. So it's really important to um, important to realize the the power of pitta dosha you know the the power of this fire whether it's through our experiences or our digestive capacity and pitta the the, the pitta time of our life is between oh 25 or 30 up until about 50 and that's the time of our lives where we're busy we're active accomplishing making families building our careers, we're very driven, motivated, we want to earn and be successful and work hard. So um, those of us who are in the pitta stage of our lives, we're already prone to all of these imbalances of pitta dosha, as well as, of course, summer is the time for pitta. And actually, believe it or not, even the beginning of fall, where a lot of the excessive heat of pitta starts coming out of the body, a lot of people experience rashes in fall, in the fall season, because that leftover heat of summer in the physiology is trying to come out. I know I get rashes on my calves every fall from from um, too much pitta. So those are some of the um, main issues or causes of an imbalanced agni. Now we'll talk about some simple remedies. Well, one of the easiest ways to balance agni is by fasting. It normalizes your agni and um, I skipped dinner last night. Instead, I just had a cup of boiled milk with some nutmeg and saffron and cardamom. And that was plenty, although by 9.30 I was really hungry because I have this imbalanced agni thing going on. But I resisted eating. Um, so that is a, if you can fast for a day, those with vata tendencies who are really skinny and dry and very airy should not fast. Maybe they can skip a meal and have milk or some fruit, but um, they should not fast for the whole day. It will make them even more vata imbalanced. Other people can also consume liquid foods such as a boiled vegetable broth. It's really not too delicious, but you're doing it for your health. So, fresh fruit juice for two to three days. Um, those are those are really good good ways to basically you're giving your digestive system a total break, rest. Our digestive system works very hard at least three times a day. And then the other organs, like the liver and gallbladder, have so much more work to do after we eat. So it's good to give them a break. Um, of course, one of the best ways to avoid um, an overactive agni or an imbalanced agni is to avoid the foods and habits that, first of all, cause the indigestion. Kanji, or ganji in India, as it's called, is also one of a uh, 
One of the best remedies is simply a handful of white basmati rice washed and boiled in about three to four cups of water um, till it's just a big pile of mush. And then you add a tiny bit of salt and a little bit of ghee and then you eat it. And it's very soothing and restorative to the digestive system. So that's another option. And my my Sanyo $100 rice maker's got an automatic setting for it. <laughs> oh, see, that's wonderful. <laughs> got to make it easy. Yes, it is. You must make it easy because then you'll sustain it. Right. If you make it hard, you won't do it. Yes. Um, and also one could do abdominal massage. You don't have to go to massage school for this. It increases blood supply to the stomach and it... Loosens tight muscles, which I can't say I have. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there there is there is um, since you mention it uh, an abdominal massage, there is a mantra that goes along with that uh, oh. that I found that you're supposed to rub your stomach uh, eleven times in a counterclockwise direction. Um, I don't think the eleven is particularly important, but uh, the idea of uh, blending that. Uh, with a mantra, it makes a, a lot of sense. And if, mm-hmm. if for no other reason than because it sort of forces you to sit down and, you know, let your Agni get started on your meal before you jump up and go back to work or, yes. you know, do whatever needs to be done. Yeah. Um, because I think that, um, uh, you know, just, just like starting a fire in a fireplace, you need to, uh, you know, give it a little time to get going. Definitely. And, you know, there's a lot of um, vibratory energy in your fingers. And when you mm-hmm. intentionally place it on any part of your body, and whether it's clockwise or counterclockwise or however it's been prescribed, it's very powerful. Um, it's very powerful energetically, too. And along with that, to chant the mantra is even better. So that's very good. And I did want to say that in America, there is this habit of people eating while they're driving, eating while they're watching television. I'm sure everywhere, too, all over the world. Um, Especially here, eating while you're driving and standing and eating. Those are all not very good for your digestive capacity. Um, Yeah, it's not just about what we eat. It also matters about, about how we eat. So it's just as important. So it's good to sit down. I think we talked about this in our Dinacharya podcast. You sit down, you take a moment to express your gratitude. It can be one word or a whole sentence or a mantra. My children have been chanting Om Annapurnaya Namaha. And not only that, they have to tell me what it means before they start eating. So thank you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my own 15-year-old daughter, whose name is just Anna, Mm-hmm. Well, when I when I took her to India in December, um, we renamed her Anapurni. I was always introducing her as Anapurni, and she's uh, quite delighted with that. So, <laughs> Anapurna is rising in the world. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Okay. So, in addition to um, paying attention to how we eat, so we sit down, we chant our mantra, or say our prayer, but we eat slowly. We actually try to taste those six tastes we've talked about before. We try to find that in our food and savor each bite and have pleasant conversation, not be upset, not hold resentment, be more forgiving. 
And remember that it's very important to recognize that we chew our food. People with strong pittas, pitta doshas, eat very fast. And your digestion begins with the enzymes in your mouth. And that's just the first step of the beginning of your digestion. So take your time and then after you eat to give your digestion a boost, a further boost, you sit down for several minutes. Vatas should sit for 15 minutes, pittas for 10, and kaphas can get up after 5 minutes. Um, if your digestive fire is very weak, then you can have this ginger pickle. And it's very simple. Um, it's just you take a very thin sliver of fresh ginger and you put a few drops of lemon juice and a few grains of sea salt and you eat it right before you have your meal. It's a little spicy, but it will activate the fire and you'll really you'll, you'll feel the effects of it after you eat, about an hour, an hour or two after you eat. <clears throat> For those who have too much Agni, um, instead of doing the ginger pickle, which will further heat you up, you can have a pomegranate chutney with your meal. And we can post a recipe for that. Um, I'm making so by having too much Agni, are you meaning, you know, that one's appetite is sort of excessive? Yes. Are you relating um, appetite to Agni? Yeah, uh, it can be, yes, yeah. People, um, I have known several men clients actually in Santa Barbara, and they're, they're in their 40s. They have very much medium build, very well-toned bodies. They're very talented and active, and they eat ungodly amounts of food, and you could never tell that they eat that much food. And they have three, four bowel movements a day, and they eat massive amounts of food, and they've digested. It's not a very healthy thing, although, you know, when people hear that description, they just think, oh, they're so fortunate. They don't gain weight, but they eat a lot. And good appetite is a good sign of ojas and good health, no doubt. But when it's imbalanced like that, where you need, you know, four meals a day plus snacks, um, it eventually will kind of burn up some of your tissues. So it's good to bring it back down a little bit. Well, here's 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 my question. Um, you know, I think everybody understands the concept of Agni um, in terms of it being that force that, you know, digests or burns our food, you know, converts it to energy. I mean, we understand that from a scientific perspective. But I think, I think maybe what happens to a lot of people is that, um, you know, our lifestyle is very it tends to be very, you know, pitta vata, you know, we're very, very active, got a lot to do, um, we have so many choices of things to do, um, and even, even, even when we're relaxing, our minds tend to be, you know, active, you know, for example, watching television or surfing the internet, you know, it's, it's, it's not entirely passive like, um, you know, sitting by the side of a stream, for example. Right. Yes. Yes. So, so I think what happens is that because we have that hyperactive lifestyle, our agni, our digestive fire, uh, our appetite gets increased out of balance with what our body needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, w I think from a practical perspective, 
this is the problem that people need to have some guidance with. How to balance Agni so that um, you're not using food to sort of treat your out of balance, you know, vata pitta. Exactly, feeling. exactly. Because our hunger is a reflection of a need for other things, a need for a connection to the divine, a need for better relationships, a need for not feeling lonely, or a need, you know, actually speaking, when you eat, especially when you have vata imbalances, some some of the weight of the food is going inside your body, so it kind of weighs you down, and as a result, it's grounding for vatas. I know for me, after I eat, I just feel so good. I just want to sit for a few minutes and just enjoy because the rest of the day, I'm, I'm one of those people you just described. I'm always on the go. I have so many things to do. You know, so the, that food sometimes can be used, is often used by many people as a way to self-soothe. And it's not necess- necessarily the healthiest thing. And as I said, you know, excessive agni is wonderful because you don't gain weight, but it's eating you up a little bit in terms of your tissues. It burns it up. So, um, you know, doing an abhyanga, meditating, taking a walk, turning off the cell phone, staying away from the computer, those are all wonderful little treats you can give to yourself. And then a um, couple more things about digestion. Um, to make sure you have that samagni, which is the balanced agni, it's best not to drink any cold drinks um, anytime during the day. No ice, no those frozen smoothie drinks or anything like that. Uh, it puts your agni out, especially when you're eating. In all the restaurants, they serve the water with ice or the drinks with ice. Um, instead, sip Warm water or hot water. Hot water is good for vatas and kaphas, and warm is good for pittas. They can't take any more heat. Uh, Of all the doshas, pittas are the ones that can get away with drinking something cool. You know, maybe you chill your lassi for 20 minutes, and then you can drink it. They can tolerate it, but not good for kaphas or vatas. And then... Important to eat your lunch between noon and one. That's when your Agni is actually the strongest. The sun is highest in the sky. And it's best to eat the largest meal of your day. And this is very challenging for most of us because we're at work, our children are at school. And, you know, how do you eat the largest meal of your day at lunch? How do you do that unless you're a stay-at-home person who just doesn't do anything other than makes luxurious lunches Um, but you know when you understand the importance of this you can um, you can make small at least small efforts for instance I send my children hot lunches every day so they're getting their big lunch with lots of ghee and the dal and vegetables and all of that Um, and they like to have big dinners too they're growing. <laughs> but um, at night, you know, a, a bowl of hot soup with vegetables and a, maybe a tiny salad and um, that or, or a little small amount of quinoa should be plenty. It shouldn't be like a lasagna dinner or something because it's very hard to digest all those heavy foods 
in the evening when your digestive fire is naturally low. It's just like in nature, you know, it's not hot at night, it's hot during the day. The sun is shining the brightest during the day and that's when our fire is the strongest. And then as the sun sets, our Agni also becomes weak. So it's very important to realize our connection to nature. And the way nature is, that's exactly how our bodies are. And if they aren't, they're begging for that. The body wants to be in its pure, natural, blissful state. And um, one last thing is, you know, lassis are great beverages to have for enhancing digestion. Like a cumin lassi is great for vatas. Rose lassi is wonderful. Rose and mint for, for pittas. And kaffas can have um, cumin lassi with a little bit of black pepper and um, also some um, cumin and maybe even a little bit of hing, which is asphatida. So make friends with lassis. And I'm not sure if we've posted a lassi recipe before, but let's post one again. Okay. Yes. We can certainly do that. Well, you know, the Vedic system is certainly about more than just health. Uh, yeah. It's really, it's it's a completely integrated system for um, ultimately gaining uh, awareness of the divine or enlightenment or liberation, depending upon your perspective. Uh, but from the Vedic perspective, the purpose of our being here on earth is to experience divinity. And in order to do that, we obviously need a healthy body and nervous system. So it's no wonder that the Rig Veda, the oldest and the largest of the longest of the Vedas, begins uh, right at the start with a hymn uh, to Agni. Um, Agni Mule Prohitam Yagnasya Devam Ritvajam Hotaram Ratna Datamam. And roughly its meaning is that to Agni I adore as the performer of yagyas, parohitam, the divine receiver of yagyas, yagyasya devam, and the giver of wealth. Uh, so indeed, you know, even going back, the ancient seers saw that that agni was really key. And uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, what you've shown us in this podcast is how agni is certainly key to good health, but. Uh, there's certainly a, a bigger picture, a larger picture as well. And we have a lot to gain by keeping our Agni in balance. Now, yes. one, of the, one of the ways that you can sort of, over the long term, uh, purify Agni um, is by invoking that uh, the sun, uh, Sabatur, as uh, the form of Agni with... Uh, uh, the Gayatri Mantra that we're all familiar with. Om Bhur Bhuvasubhaha Tat Savitur Varenyam Bargo Devasya Dimihi Dio Yona Prachodayat. Or you can uh, invoke Agni with the Sun's Mantra, if you like that. Om Bhaskaraya Vidmahe Diva Karaya Dimihi Tano Surya Prachodayat. And that's particularly good if, if the Sun in your astrological chart is weak or out of balance. Uh, or you can also invoke Agni directly uh, with Agni Gayatri. Uh, Om Mahajwalaya Vidmahe Agni Devaya Dimihi 
Tano Agni Prachodayat. That's a good one. And then <clears throat> I mentioned earlier that there's a mantra that's supposed to be very good for digestion. And I only have a little bit of experience with it, but I really, I really like it. It feels good just to, you know, stop and sit for a moment at the end of the meal. And, you know, if you feel like you've got to do something, well, you might as well do a mantra. So supposedly you say this mantra a few times while rubbing your stomach in a counterclockwise direction. Um, you could do 11 repetitions or 27. Uh, and as I said earlier, at least it means you're not going to just jump up and run away back to mm -hmm. work or whatever with the kids. Agastyam kumbhakarnamcha shaninamcha badavanalam akshara paripakartam smared bimam chapanchakam. And I'll put the text of that uh, uh, in the uh, podcast notes. Wonderful. And um, one final thought was, uh, particularly if you have uh, an illness related in some way to weak agni or, or digestion, um, th there is a um, sloka called Aditya Hridayam. Aditya is the sun. And the story of this is that uh, in the Ramayana, Rama found that he didn't have enough power to uh, defeat Ravana. And um, the Rishi Agastya uh, taught this to him, the Aditya Hridayam. It's a little bit long. There's 30, I think, 30 verses. But you can certainly listen to it. And then, as the story goes in the Ramayana, uh, Rama gets you know, revitalized by this and goes on and becomes victorious. And uh, I'll include uh, a version of this uh, sloka in the podcast notes as well. Wonderful. Are you going to have the one for the debilitated son as well? Absolutely. We'll put awesome. all of them in there for everybody. Because I like the idea of uh, the concepts of Ayurveda being matched with something that we can do yes. um, on a mantra level in addition to uh, all the suggestions that you have in terms of yeah. uh, routine. It's very empowering to tackle it from all angles, you know. Yes. To learn yes. to rest more, to meditate, to do your japa mantra, to um, eat better. And you'll see the results rather quickly. You don't have to wait for years to, for the manifestation of these things at all. Right. And um, as with all things, whether it's spiritual or, or in terms of lifestyle and, and digestion, it's consistency. Um, yes. Little bits, little things, little things here and there that you do add up when done consistently over time. And uh, yes. So little mantra, little behavioral stuff, little diet, it all adds up. Yes, what you do every day helps your yes. health more than what you do every once in a while, says Ayurveda. 